welcome to the Book of Aurora. I'm Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. 2002 was the year of the Metroid, where they decided that this time Metroid games should have stories in them. That did happen. (laughs) Two games were released on this day, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime. Metroid Fusion is Metroid 4, the sequel to Metroid 3, and the beginning of a new trilogy of Metroid. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Would you, Wait, do, what? Would you dispute that? <laughs> no, I guess I wouldn't. 1, 2, 3 is the Metroid trilogy, and then 3.545 is the X or Adam trilogy. Yeah. That's oh, a, Lord. Yeah, I, I'd definitely call it the Adam arc. 3.5 is not a thing. Hey, that'll that, that's for another episode. You know what the funniest thing about this game was? What? I haven't played Other M, but I still remember the E3 2009 announcement trailer. And <laughs> I'm just imagining when Samus is talking about Adam in this game. She's like, he used to say, got it, lady. And then I remember in the trailer, he said, got it, lady. And I'm just thinking of all the fans who must have watched that trailer been like, hey, like in the game, they're doing it. There was a non-zero number of people who did that, yeah. I, I had a feeling watching the trailers. Call it the Monica sense of shitty incoming thing. I knew it was going to be bad. There, there was also a number of us who were like, oh my god, a Metroid game that's an action game made by Team Ninja. Holy shit. Where could it go wrong? Where could that go wrong? Crystal Camp, this is a <laughs> Metroid Fusion yeah. podcast. We are not getting into the the other M just yet. If ever. It's hard to avoid. Metroid Fusion is the best Metroid game they've made so far. (gasps) Damn. It's even better than Metroid 2 Return of Samus. (gasps) Better than the Game Boy game. Yes, that's correct. uh, You just played this, right? That's correct. I finished it not very long ago. Awesome. You know, people are correct. You know, you can say that, yes, if technically if you analyze Super Metroid, it's actually fairly linear, blah, blah, blah. But Metroid Fusion does feel more linear because of the way the the areas are just separated, one, two, three, four, five, six on the same elevator. Right. But you know what I like is a linear yeah. story driven action game. You you see the argument or you know the reasoning behind why uh, I suggested that you know first time Metroid player starts with fusion, maybe. Yeah, because it feels it's a much more guided experience, and you still get a little yeah. bit of the how do I get this missile upgrade. And there's a little bit of what I think of as Metroid bullshit, because there's a couple of spots where it's like, what square do I have to bomb that doesn't <laughs> look like it's bombable? Yeah. This was, in many ways, my first actual Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. You played it before Prime? Yes, because as we recall in a previous episode, I was gifted Metroid Prime for some occasion, probably a Christmas, then I returned it. <laughs> Right. And then I played Fusion. Right. And then I was like, well, I'll play Prime. This this is the game that started your love affair with Samus. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's sad. It's also the game that I think best establishes the arc of how Metroid storytelling worked during um, the text trilogy, which is 3, 3.5, and 4. And that I think that Metroid Fusion has more text than all previous Metroid games combined several times over. 
And despite yeah. that, most of the big shockers are actually still in the manual. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're not going to read the manual, are we? There's some really long. important things in the manual. There are very many important things in the manual. For example, in this video game, they do not say the words, the Metroids were created by the Chozo. In fact, they don't even say the word Chozo. What? The word Chozo is not said in this game. That is very true. Uh, this whopper of a manual is how many pages? Like 20-something. 41, I'm 40. Seeing. 40 <laughs> Oh, wait a second. The word Chozo is on page 40 of the manual. No, but not in the game. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Chozo still don't exist in the games. I guess Metroid Prime basically invented the Chozo. I guess so. Isn't that something? Um, shall we dive into the manual? Sure. Um... So my suggestion was that we we not read through the entire thing because as uh, is everything fusion, there's a lot of text. Yeah, we're we're just gonna hit the differences here. There's another recap of Metroid One where they change the name of the calendar again. Now it's Cosmic Year Twenty X Five that they discovered the hovering energy organism Metroid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just like, mm-hmm. kid, why can't you keep this straight? No, they can't. Why? Why would you even ask that? It's twenty X five, and then and the other. It was manuals, nine, It was the year of the cosmos. It was like nine, cosmic year nineteen ninety nine. No. Yeah, there's year with, of the cosmos. Uh, there's cosmic year. There's cosmic calendar in the uh, year in the history of the cosmos. Okay, year in the history of the cosmos is a little bit different. But uh, yeah, it, it does follow the timeline of. 2000 or 2003 being the foundational year and then uh 20x5 being the metroid discovery year are you sure yeah but i don't know by which calendar (laughs) i think think cosmic calendar and year well maybe not the year of the cosmos those are vaguely similar maybe (laughs) i mean I, i i got nothing i wasn't prepared for this yeah yeah uh so we sum up Metroid 1 and 2. The, the, the fucking final final paragraph on page 7, I just want to bring attention to it. In the final battle with Mother Brain, the hatchling saved Samus, giving up its life in the process. Samus succeeded in defeating Mother Brain, but the universe lost the promise of using Metroids for the power of good. What? They lost the fucking what? The, the bioengineered killing machines, which are basically little flying reverse nuclear bombs... Uh-huh. But see, on the a couple of paragraphs earlier, it said that Metroid-based technology could be used for the betterment of humanity. Humanity, again, that's a funny word. Fuck off! <laughs> I don't buy that. They're little monsters. I mean, uh, I, 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 I can see that you could potentially do some sort of energy production techniques here, but as we see in this game, it seems like they're mostly interested in military applications. They sure Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Also, just noting here that uh, the last Metroid was taken to the Galactic Space Academy. God damn it, that's not Sarah Station at all. Unless Sarah Station is the Galactic Space Academy, but it's not. It's it's fucking not. No, the, I, they use a different term in Super Metroid, didn't they? Let's look it up. I I think it was like the Galactic Research Station. <laughs> why is why is Sakamoto I hate this so bad <laughs> every time. But it's weird because this is one, maybe the first game that actually feels like a sequel to another game, and that this is the sequel to um, Samus Returns. 
It's the Space Science Academy in Super Metroid. Space Science Academy. Versus the Galactic Space Academy. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Halloween. But that, Halloween wait, I think in the game, Michael maybe Myers. it's a different one. Uh, okay. I, but it was, then are, it was taken to a different Are you saying? <laughs> yeah, it's a divergent that timeline. <laughs> Metroid Fusion takes place in a different timeline <laughs> as compared to Super Metroid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck me. Every single one of these games so far has necessitated splitting off a new timeline for itself. Every time my my statement about Metroid having a more complex timeline than Zelda comes true. I don't think it's more complex. I think it's just sloppier. It's sloppier than the Zelda timeline. I don't know how you get sloppier than the Zelda timeline. You saw the bullshit that we did, but they have apparently done it. Okay. You know, funnily enough, this actually fits very well with the chart that I've been uh, drafting for the timeline. Fuck off. Look at this chart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Crystal, you haven't seen the picture yet, but it it looks like it looks like the string chart. (laughs) I I just want to confirm the three different names for series station. In the Super Metroid manual, it is called the Space Science Academy. In the game of Super Metroid, it is called the Galactic Research Station. And in the manual for Metroid Fusion, it is called the, uh, the, the fucking Galactic Space Academy. So it's, and in the game itself, it's Ceres Station. And the game itself, it's the Galactic Research Station at Ceres. Fuck. That's so many different things to call this one place. Are they all just, are, are, okay, in Metroid. Do we think that the standard language is Japanese? Yes. Like galactic standard. That's correct. Is it possible that's what's happening here is that it's actually the same name across all these different things, but it's being translated differently across the manuals? What? Look, the Chozo speak Castellan Spanish. They do not. Okay, they all have really thick Spanish accents. And humans and Metroid speak Japanese. Wait, hold on, no... Metroid Dread doesn't actually have a Japanese dub. Really? It really doesn't. No. It has two Spanish dubs. An English dub, I think a German and Italian dub. I wouldn't... This is especially the game where I would say, no, the galactic language is English. If there's a language. Why do you say that? Because super... A lot of the the language was in English. Right, With subtitles for the Japanese. Right. Yeah, that was the thing. English is still there. And also, every human we've ever met has an English name. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, you're super right. Okay, they don't speak Japanese. These are all just different names. It's all different names because this is referring to different facilities in every single manual. (laughs) Why is it like this? I didn't expect a hiccup right here, but... (laughs) The game hasn't even half started. We haven't gotten to the part of the manual that refers to shit that happens exclusively in this game. No, we're at the hovering energy organism, colon, Metroid. This is Simone's <laughs> favorite manual. Let, let us move to uh, the next couple pages from the oh, journal of Samus Aran. The first person journal narration from Samus Aran. For one, two, th- three pages. She calls SR388 a vile planet's former home of the Metroids. A vile planet. 
Uh, so, so the Federation anyway. hired apparently a private corporation called the Biologic Space Labs to like oversee the like ecological restructuring of SR388 now that the top, the top predator has been eradicated. Yep. And then uh, it also clarifies, and it doesn't say this in the game, the Federation governor for this sector hired Samus to provide field assistance on the planet. The Federation governor hired Samus as an independent contractor to provide field assistance for the private military contractors uh-huh. who, who are examining SR-388. Why did they... They're not... Well, yeah, they are... They are military They're contractors. They're actually military contractors. They aren't on paper They show up with big-ass guns. They do. Uh, but really, like, this is a really easy job for Samus. Uh, but apparently On not. the surface. Yeah. At first blush. Just cashing in that check. Crystal, what does Samus say happened? Well, everything was going smoothly until she came into contact on that forsaken rock with a new type of organism she'd never seen before. A parasitic life form called the X, which is a little orange blob of jello. Just a little jello guy. Uh, I like that up to this point, we see the X as being like, okay, so in Metroid Fusion, the game itself, the X are hyper lethal. Like, you get stuck on by an X, you might as well be dropped into a vat full of acid. You are gone. It's pretty instantaneous, yeah. But... Samus gets infected by the X, and it takes a while. Like, not only does it take a while to get through her armor, but she goes into a coma, and the onboard medic simulation predicted that she had a roughly 1 in 100 chance of surviving on her own without any medical intervention. What? How tough is this lady? What I don't understand is we see the X, like, splat onto her armor and like the goo seeped into her armor and she's like well time to get on my ship (laughs) time to go to the next collection point that wasn't a problem i don't need to be quarantined yeah Uh, i feel like i feel like uh the metroid universe just doesn't have very good pandemic protocols no no like this could cause a very bad outbreak samus but this also suggests a kind of like intelligence amongst the X. Like, did it intentionally wait? It might have, or it might have taken some time to eat through her suit. But, yeah, like, given the number of times that it's been sneaky, including with the specimens that are brought over to the ship, like, it's, it might not infect until the, it's, um, people are separated off or at opportune moments. Like John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. Sure. Okay, it could be a little bit like that. But also, Samus's biology apparently gave her a much better shot at surviving being eaten alive by the X. Like, her immune system is just so fucking strong that it takes this acid parasite that kills you and then takes over your shape and just goes, I might be able to fight this. So Samus has a seizure while she's flying her ship, and the ship crashes, but it automatically ejects the escape pod. Yep. And then... uh because the medic estimated she had a 0.873% prognosis, which is very specific, uh, she was transported to Galactic Federation HQ for emergency medical treatment. For our listeners who don't remember, Galactic Federation HQ is on Earth. It might or might not be on Earth. That's really far. How 
How far do you think Earth is from SR388, Crystal? Um, uh, not that far, apparently. <laughs> apparently not that this far. This is a hostile planet with scary-ass Metroids that they didn't find until 2,000-odd years into the galactic... The cosmic calendar. Cos- yes, clock. I wouldn't surprise me if it became the galactic calendar. Whatever. Oh, okay. 2,000 years. So, my feeling is it's a little bit remote. The impression that you get is that space travel in the Metroid universe is completely arbitrary in terms of how fast you can move from point to point. Yes, because this comes up in a couple of paragraphs. What? Well, well, let's let's just continue on with the story. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, they do the surgery on Samus, and uh, the discovery is that they can't remove the suit while she's unconscious because the suit and its biological components have integrated to such a degree with her body. So they cut out the parts they can. They sent those parts over to the BSL station for some reason. I guess, you know. No, it's SR388 research station. Sure, yeah, and she got infected with something there. And then uh, things were still bad. Scroll down. So then they were like, let's do a a vaccine. A vaccine from Metroid cells. I So there's a difference here between the game and the manual. And it's with how Samus describes her power suit. And both are in first person. In the manual, Samus says the fact that the power suit contained biological components and was also integrally connected to my body seemed to worsen the matter. So she is aware that the power suit is like this. Yeah. But in the game, she phrases it, it then came to light that the organic components of my power suit had become so integrated with my system that it could not be removed while I was unconscious. Well, funny thing, Crystal, there are a couple more points where the manual and the the game diverge. We are so deep onto what the manual could be covering. What the how how could it still be diverging from the game? How? I defy. I mean, I didn't point out one of the points, which was that Samus in the manual remarks that they were off to the next collection point, whereas in the game they are clearly off back to BSL, and she states that. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You're telling me that the manual and the game right. it's itself describe two separate versions of the event. And the game doesn't have any Chozo in it. The game doesn't have any Chozo in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Metroid Fusion is two different timelines. That's good to note down. Uh, maybe I, I, I put a copy of Monica's uh, timeline... Uh, document in progress in the line chat crystal oh my god look at look at the fucking thing oh my notes are mostly that messy (laughs) this is really good anyway so uh, okay 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 okay. so samus gets in in both timelines samus Mm. gets a vaccine made from a cell culture of the infant metroid which was kept at Ceres station i i guess that they just like scraped it's like they they brushed its teeth and kept some of the scrapings and sent it off station before ridley showed up and killed everyone yeah i guess she must have spent a little bit of time there enough for that to be shipped off because according to me when she stayed there for five minutes and then the thing blew up uh 
That'd be kind of hard to get the sample off. It would be awfully hard. Um, okay. In the game, Samus has a little moment where she's like, ah, the, the baby Metroid saved my life twice over. Uh, she does not have anything like this in the manual. It's a lot more matter of fact that there was a last Metroid, and that's what the vaccine was made out of. Yep. Hatchling has saved me once again, so that's kind of... It's, it's, it's in the manual, but a scientist tells her that. A Federation scientist. A Federation Army scientist. This comes up later. So, uh, almost immediately after she woke up, I assume still in her fusion suit, uh, an emergency broadcast, a distress call happens, and she jumps up and prepares to, to reaccess the BSL station, and she says, I'll be there ten minutes. I, okay, the screams from the, co- I'm just going to read this part. Can I, can I read this part? Uh-huh. What do you, is that okay, Crystal? Yeah. The screams from the comm receiver were loud enough for me to hear, even in the infirmary. I knew that something terrible was about to happen, was already happening. I immediately boarded the Federa- boarded the ship the Federation had provided me and sent a reply message. Docking with the Biologic Space Lab Station in ten minutes. Prepare the landing bay. She's ten minutes away? <laughs> She's ten minutes away. I can't get out of my apartment in ten minutes. Monica can't put on her shoes in ten minutes. Even if the building was on fire. Samus is out. She's already out the door. She, straight from the infirmary to whatever the hell is going on. And the last time she did this, Ridley was there. In the game, Samus also says, As for me, one life ended, yet I survived, reborn as something different. That is a little different. So Samus died? No, no, it's symbolic. Okay. It's symbolic about how she's changed after taking the Metroid vaccine, which doesn't come up in the manual just yet. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the game mentions that she goes because now that she's received the vaccine, she's immune to the X, right? Right. The manual doesn't mention that part. Yeah, it doesn't. It sure doesn't. Because in, in the manual, it's very much like there's an emergency, I have to go. But in the, in the, in the game, as we'll see shortly, uh, she's been hired. In fact, the ship is a condition of her going and doing this. Yes. Okay, so are we done with the goddamn manual? No. No, Fuck. there's a lot more in the manual. <laughs> no, shut up. There isn't. For one, well, there's, there's a, page- a brief history lesson. Yeah, there's a page explaining the X. There's a really cool, like, a space, biologic space lab uh, map, 3D map. Uh, however, yes, I think the big, next big thing is, uh, let's keep on scrolling. Keep on scrolling. Keep on scrolling. Uh, some of the enemy things are interesting. Okay, here we go. This what? is page 39, Crystal. Okay. Why are there Zebezian space pirates? Oh, so this is this is something that's easier to explain if you take this as a sequel to, to Samus Returns. Because then you could say, oh, some space pirates went down to try to recover Ridley, and then they got ate by the X. So then the X mimicked huh. them. And then when Ridley was intercepted and brought here, uh, so too were they. Only one problem. This is definitely not a sequel to Samus Returns. That came out 15 years later. (laughs) I think various people assumed that uh, the pirates were raiding this place. But there sure wasn't any word of that. Nope, sure weren't. If we don't take this as being a sequel to Samus Returns... And we don't assume that the space pirates just started a raid, even though at this point there's no more space pirates. And we have no indication that they ever attacked. 
where do these fuckers come from? Why are there Zebesian space pirates from Zebes on this SR388 ass ship? Uh, the Federation was genetically engineering them. Yeah, that's my conclusion too. Let's get on that in, in a bit, I guess. Huh. You know, looking at this picture of the Zebesian space pirates, their faces look awfully bird like, and they definitely have plumage coming out of the back of their heads. Mm hmm. That is plumage. Hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway. It's going to be like Gears of War, where the locusts were actually created by the humans. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that that was how Gears of War 3 was going to go, but then it kind of just wasn't. I remember thinking that Gears of War was a story about colonialism, and then they were like, no, humans were there the whole time. And so were the locusts, I guess, but only not, I guess. Great, great, great. Gears of War is a silly story. Yeah, the... Anyway, the, uh... Sarah is not a space planet, it's just where humans are from. Yeah. Uh, it's Earth. Okay. Kinda. Uh, the zombie researchers... Oh, God. <laughs> what? Go on. They're not zombies. They're not zombies... Nintendo is keeping to a, a very kid-friendly rating. In the game, you clearly see there these they're the blobs that kind of fly at you in the previous Metroid games. Sure. And when they get infected by the X, they just shift them into humanoid forms. Yeah, it seems like X's that ate some people also jumped on the little bloboids. That, or I think maybe they are taking this form deliberately to like unnerve Samus. I maybe just, communicate with her? I just I like the note in the manual that says they're remarkably similar to zombies. Yes, what are zombies? Is it like how Arachnus was like an armadillo? Sure. <clears throat> okay. Uh, but now uh, the actually important part is on page 40, the second to last page, and the last page with text. So in the Super Metroid manual, they say that the Metroids are rumored to be created by an advanced civilization. But here they just straight mm -hmm. up say, while it has come to light in recent years that the Metroids are created by the ancient Chozo civilization, it is not common knowledge that they were created for the purpose of driving out the X-Parasites. Neither of these things were known. <laughs> Nor were they in the game. No, they're not in the game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bit of explanation about the X-Parasites coming back in because the Metroids were engineered to uh, eat them. Should we, should we just read this part? Sure. Crystal, would you like to start us off? At some point in the past, the X-Parasites, which pose as a terrible propagation power, threatened to overwhelm the ecosystem of their homeworld SR388 with their vast numbers. Something was needed to check this impending disaster. That something came in the form of the Metroids. When the Metroids, the X-Parasites' only known predators, were made extinct by Samus's hand, the X-Parasites once again began to multiply with ferocious speed. Ironically, the X-Parasites were subsequently responsible for nearly killing Samus when they infested her power suit. In a further twist, Samus's life was saved by an injection of an experimental vaccine containing Metroid DNA. As the inheritor of the Metroid's powers, Samus becomes the only thing capable of opposing the X-Parasite horde. In a piece of ancient Chozo literature, an interesting reference to the Metroids was found. It seems that the word Metroid in the Chozo language can be roughly translated as Ultimate Warrior. With the introduction of Metroid DNA to her system, the reborn Samus Aran is perhaps the most appropriate successor to this title of Ultimate Warrior. So here's where the textual reference of Metroid meaning Ultimate Warrior comes from. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Simben, to Simon. To Simon. For, for pointing that out. Because I did not, I did look through all the manuals and games frantically 
not realizing this was an offhand remark on page 40 of a manual. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, can we can we start the game? Now? <laughs> One more thing I want to know. Shit. The way the power suit works here is completely incompatible with Zero Mission. Go on. In Zero Mission, Samus has to consciously maintain her power suit. Uh-huh. Uh, she's unconscious here. And they have to do sure a complicated surgery to get it off. Funny hey. how that happens. Hey, Crystal, uh-huh. would you believe this shit's going to come up again? Okay. Not in this game. Okay. Oh, I'm so sick of Metroid in so many ways. <laughs> like, I love these games. But uh, the fact that they keep trying to turn it into one story with consistent rules, but they don't know what consistent means, it... it uh, they, this no. is why Zelda doesn't do sequels. Then you don't have to worry about it. Guess you what? This link's to- a reincarnation. Guess what? This link is, who cares? <laughs> it's like, you ask the people making the Zelda game, though, who cares? Look at him jump. Ah. I think we are ready to start the game. Okay. <laughs> but we should go back to the intro. No! <laughs> we should go back to the intro. Right, because we didn't mention that the part of the mission is that Samus has to follow the orders of uh, her new ship's computer. Who reminds her of her old CO, Adam. Let's load up. Why don't we load up video? What video? There's a long play of a fusion that's pretty helpful. I also have a transcript of everything. Yes, the transcript is also very good. Yeah, the first one. Should link that over to Crystal. Yes, I, I have the long play up. Okay, cool. Uh, I just want to note that I asked Kim the other day, how does fusion start? And he just played this game. I, I played it in July. Uh, it is now November. And uh, listeners, think back to the intro to Metroid Fusion. How does it start? Did you think of when Samus is down on the planet and gets infected by the X? It that's, is not. That's that's not the right moment. We we open to a giant and really cool looking uh, big spaceship uh, marked BSL. And With Samus in her Super Metroid ship. Yeah, just uh, piloting beside it. They are going forward. We see her uh, in her sh- in her cockpit. We see that uh, they're approaching an asteroid belt. We see the ship randomly veer off into the asteroid. Then <laughs> it crashes into a rock and fucking explodes, and Samus dies. Samus fucking dies. <laughs> Press start, motherfucker. And the, the logo appears, and it's like when I watch this, it's like the most random ass intro. It's like. They didn't have the resources or ability or thought to, like, show her fall unconscious or something. It just, because it looks like she's flying the thing. You don't need to do, you know, complex hand-on-wheel motions for a spaceship. Yeah, it's a real, uh, it, it's a real tone setter in so many ways. <clears throat> okay. We don't need to read all this text. No, no, we're not going to read the text. But she's once more on the surface of SR-388. We see her with the other uh, scientists with guns. Yeah, they got big guns. And we see the pivotal horn toad uh, infecting, or with an X inside of it moment. The, the X can't be shot with the missile. And then it jumps on her. Um, and then it explains also with just like a very dynamic uh, uh, lens that she falls unconscious while heading back to the, um, the BSL station. Oh, and shaking. Shaking and lens. Right. And she just crashes. She jettisons out. Yeah, she really should have quarantined or gotten examined by this apparent uh, uh, scientist field team or some goddamn thing. 
And then the X apparently multiplied within her, and you can see the goop leaking out from within the suit. She's like, oh, I had too many magic pancakes. Is it magic pancakes? No, sweetheart. It's a reference to how the gravity suit is often referred to as magic pancakes. Oh, yeah. And the goop coming out of her suit looks a little bit like honey or maybe maple syrup. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Grody. Okay, I've dissected the fucking frog. (laughs) Thank you. And here's the part where Crystal remarked about the... uh, I thought we weren't going to go over this whole right. thing bit by bit. No, no, we don't have to. But I, um, when zooming into that microscopic look of inside of her. Right. When they do that, they see tiny little X's. Oh, yeah, they're tiny little X's. <laughs> it's just, so are the big X's like collections of these tiny X cellular? Yes, I, I would say that the X is actually a microscopic organism and that they attack you on a microscopic level. And then they they group together and they make a big jelly blob? Yes. Crystal, what do you think? Yeah, that makes sense to me. And that's what the big X are. It's even bigger yeah. blobs. They're like big cultures of little... These are basically bacteria. Really badass bacteria. I kind of like the idea that it's just one very swollen fat oh. X, though. Well, I mean, she did have all the little ones that got... Targeted with little targeting reticules <laughs> by the Metroid DNA. I also like the idea of tiny little Metroid cells like that look like Metroids just eating them. Yeah. They don't show that, but they should have. Yeah. Uh, first appearance of the fusion suit. I really... I, I kind of like it. It's very 90s, early aughts in look. In terms of what? The big, funky colored sort of gack oh, yeah, design. It's, it's got that Nickelodeon feel to it. Yeah. But her ship, which was given to her by the Federation, important point, does have an AI on it. And the the ship's computer. uh, (laughs) Yeah, the ship's computer. The the ship's computer is basically there to direct her. We're not going to talk about who it is yet. That comes up later. What I really like about the BSL uh, station is that it's clearly been mined out of an asteroid. When we have that map of um, its orbit and SR388 and whatever. It looks like it's very far off, which I guess won't matter if you can be anywhere in 10 minutes. But it, it's clearly like they took a, an existing large asteroid, mined it out, and then put in their facility parts. And that's cool. There's a particular line in here as Samus draws close to the BSL station. I don't know if either of you noted this down, but she talks about an unexplained explosion rocked the station. For some reason, this awoke a nameless fear in my heart, and now I am being sent there to investigate. Which means, one, whatever's happening there, she's actually sort of instinctually afraid of it, which is the first characterization of, I can't read whatever you're putting <laughs> Oh, I just at. wrote nameless fear in my heart. No, you wrote dread. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is a nameless fear if not a dread? <sighs> okay, thank you, Monica. Should I? Should I yeah, continue. I kind of lost my train of thought. This is the first characterization of Samus being afraid of shit. And I feel like it's kind of a tone setter in that that part of her characterization. And also, she's not volunteering in this case. She's being hired and provisioned with a ship in order to investigate what's happening on the station. Yeah, because she doesn't have a ship. Right. But I'm saying that she's being hired Mm -hmm. and provisioned by the Federation rather than going on her own terms. Yes. Uh, we did miss something important. Okay. Uh, this is, again, only really notable in uh, the game instead of the manual. 
I owe the Metroid Hatchling my life twice over. Yes, which means the Metroid Hatchling has saved her at least once. Which means that this can happen after Super Metroid or Samus Returns. Not both. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't see any reason why Super Metroid needed to have happened. <laughs> Are you retconning Super Metroid? Because the only thing it explains is how the baby died. Everything else, it just complicates. You know, you're not really wrong. Does it all make sense if we remove Super Metroid? What I like about this game versus Super Metroid is that Super Metroid was a return to Zebes. Here's all your favorite space pirate bosses, all the same stuff. Whereas this feels extremely new. Her suit's very new. Her ship's very new. There's a whole new type of enemy. It feels almost like a completely different game. That's true. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, the fans at the time hated it. There was... Uh, there was a split in terms of how it was received, but part of that was that it was being compared to Metroid Prime. We can continue to the blunt computerized commanding officer. Oh, thank you. Who is a condition of taking the ship. It's like, you can take this ship, but you have to take this this AI. (laughs) She dislikes taking orders, but it's the second time she's found herself having to do so. That's also a very notable count, all this twice stuff is catching <laughs> this series on its ass because uh, I haven't actually played through or watched other M, but I'm pretty sure that that would increase the count to three. Y'all know that this is going to be a two-parter episode now, right? I, I knew that going in. Okay. Oh my God. We're recording for over 40 minutes. Uh, we sure have. <laughs> Fuck. This game is very dense. It's the first major game with that. the story, Cameron. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's right. We did get, like, eight parts out of Twilight Princess, didn't we? Wait, why am I more getting <laughs> chastised over this shit? So, like, that second time comment, taking orders, that, that just negates Other M. I think that you could read it as being the second time that she's taken orders since leaving the Federation Army. But in Metroid Fusion, it's not clear that she was ever actually in the Federation Army. Except under Adam Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Crystal, what do you think? Um, the way the way she phrases serving under Adam Malkovich could be interpreted as she was hired on some mission previously, where also a condition of that mission was Adam uh, gave the orders. Okay, then. I don't think anything necessarily implies that she was in the military. No. Wait, but, well, but Adam being her. Let's say prior to that previous mission. With Adam, Crystal. There is some later dialogue that suggests she served under Adam for quite a while. Right. Was there any... Did she actually serve under him in any other context is the important thing. This isn't that fucking important. And no, we there, can, it is. No, this is a conversation that belongs in the Other okay, M episode. Okay, okay, okay. Okay? Fine. Okay. <laughs> yes. Other M. We all know that Other M looms like a fucking shadow of death <laughs> over this entire podcast. <laughs> And the two of you are just bracing yourselves, waiting to share in the pain that I have already okay, okay. She does say <laughs> okay, missions, plural. So I guess the multiple missions. And making me recall my former commanding officer, like, this is a guy I think she hasn't interacted with for, like, nearly a decade. Not somebody she saw last fucking week. God. Again. That's <laughs> I the- can't help. That's the other M episode that we're going to have (laughs) after we have part two of the Metroid Fusion episode, 
we can have a discussion about the other M episode. Okay. Maybe we're playing maybe. the video game. Samus can move left and right and shoot her gun. But every time you, you have to go to the navigation room all the time to check in with the ship computer who has not been named. That's true. He hasn't. It has a computer voice, this little Tomodachi life voice. You don't hear it, but it's there. I I really like how the initial parts of this, I guess like most Metroid games, it's uh, there aren't a lot of enemies yeah. at the outset. It's not like most Metroid games in that sense. It's like super. Oh, that's true. Um, and yeah, you, you see like one horned toad to begin with. But I guess the other thing I really like about this is it's really clearly a... a uh, artificial environment you're on a ship yes or a station now just for in case our listeners haven't quite managed to catch the gist of it because we have talked around certain elements of this game to get into the nitty-gritty details kind of missing the forest for the trees in a sense this game takes place on a research ship which is examining the life of sr388 and in order to do that it is a massive massive asteroid sized ship built into an asteroid that has different biomes built into it to simulate different biomes on SR388 itself. But there's clearly like the the research and habitat areas and then there's, you know, the uh, the powering reactor core and then there's like a habitation deck in a main area. So, you know, where the scientists hang out on their off time, I guess. But the most important conceit of this setting is that they took life forms from SR388 and brought them up onto this space station as if we were in fucking Prometheus or something. Prometheus is still a good movie. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so the way this game is structured is that Samus does not collect upgrades from Chozo statues. Instead... She has to go to, like, a data center and have upgrades beam to her suits from HQ. As if the upgrades themselves are primarily information. Yes, that is pretty interesting that the Federation can engineer that data to activate. Samus would download a bomb. (laughs) She did. Yeah. Uh, The other mechanism for her getting her abilities is by uh, eating the Jello. Well, the the Jello's not here yet. Right, because she had the Metroid vaccine, now she herself is part Metroid, and therefore her body can simply automatically goop up the X parasites. Yes, as if she has the Metroid's life-draining ability without realizing precisely why or how. Well, previously her suit could simply absorb life force and missiles from dead enemies somehow, but now yeah. that is explained by every enemy on this ship being an X. And green type yeah, X a, give you missiles. It's been extended to living things that she can absorb. Uh, clearly. And because the Federation had the great idea of taking the infected parts of Samus's armor and shipping it back to the BSL station while they were still covered in X parasites, eventually the X break loose. And so does all hell. <sighs> What is this belabored sigh? It's just me looking at the first large chunk of dialogue because, of course, there are long reflections narrated by Samus throughout this game. Hey, Crystal. Uh Uh-huh? How did you feel about the opening of Super Metroid where Samus thinks to herself? Uh, I I, I was fine with it. It was nice to see some internal narration. How many times would you feel like you could stand to see it over the course of a five-hour I, I did not mind seeing Samus give internal narration while waiting on the elevator. Fair enough. I did not mind either. Okay. Good. Good, because this game gives you that. 
Uh, the first uh, moment of narration is uh, Sam is reflecting on the the computer and how it reminds her of a Groff Federation uh, commanding officer that she served under named Adam Malkovich. Hey, Crystal, what do you what did you like in your head? Who is Adam Malkovich based on the way Samus talks about him in this game? What what do you mean? Like, what does he look like? Well, sure. What what does he look like? What's his personality like even? Uh, he's kind of like a, a gruff CEO, but he actually cares about you, even though he's kind of a hard ass. Uh-huh. Because in my head, he was basically Robert Burns from Vanquish. Okay. I, I When Monica heard gruff, she also took that as a physical description of him. Like, he'd have like a five o'clock shadow and he'd be kind of a badass. I, I was open to that idea, but I'm trying to think back to my original thought oh. of what I thought Adam was. You, told, you, you gave me the wrong information. No, I was really open to that. And, and maybe even after a longer reflection of it, probably maybe like that. But also, my original thoughts were, uh, I'd say, somebody about her age Uh-oh. who is kind of cop-brained. <laughs> okay. But genuinely, like, pretty good. So he's struggling with the issue of being in the military-industrial complex. And this is what you thought went in 2002? Yes. Okay. I have certain types of people I like. I have a certain set archetypes, and he kind of fit in. 16-year-old Monica... Was enjoying this shit. Uh huh. This game does establish in Samus's final narration that she too is quite cop brained. <laughs> Go on. She has some line about like, ah, just because I destroy the whole planet, they're going to have tribunals and investigations about me. I don't. It, it may be because she blew up the planet, but I think it's more like I blew up their their weapons. Shit. Wait, wait, don't don't spoil the oh, listeners. <laughs> well, the cut, bleep that out. Uh, in this narration, she, if, if you think she's cop-brained in this one, uh-uh. She reflects about how uh, this CO called her lady on missions. For those who are wondering, uh, yes, it is also just lady in English in Japanese. It's a borrowed word. Yes. She reflects that maybe this would be sarcastic for some people, but it, he managed to make it sound dignified. This is so cringe. <laughs> How could you in in the game that shall not be mentioned, where this is uh, narrated and voiced? It does not sound dignified. Sure doesn't. It sounds uh-uh. condescending. It does. She was probably, and especially in the game that might not be, must not be named. She's the only woman on this. You two need to go to jail. <laughs> No, okay. Keep Without coming back to this. That other game. She's the only woman in this fucking military. The whole fucking military. Yeah. Well, Even the people running the goddamn computers are fucking all dudes. And it's like Super Dimension Fortress Macross has more female combatants than the Metroid universe. The mainline Metroid universe. It's like half and half for Metroid Prime. No, it's fucking not. Not in corruption. Samus Christens the computer at. As for salt. Yeah, she she decides, this motherfucker reminds me of my old CO, so I'm just going to call him Adam in my head. That won't come up again. At this point, she's estimated to have about a 10% chance of survival. What Against what? The X. The X. Has a motherfucker shown up yet? Uh, Well, I mean, she encounters a horned toad with an X in it. Okay. She has a 10%. 
and it's like these these eggs are super badass, but you've lost so much of your power because you don't have your suit. So now you're going to have to build your power back up. If you try to fight your way out, it's real bad. And they actually keep this mystery of whoever let the X into, you know, it gets into Sector 1, which is um, mirroring the surface environments of SRA. Uh, it's like, how the fuck did that happen? How yeah. did somebody Who release did the X? I wonder. And, and then we get introduced to... Crystal, tell us about this game's motherfucker. Okay, well, first of all, I want to note that when the ship computer says, talking about the unseen saboteur, he or it... Maybe in TRO now. I just uh-huh. thought that was funny that he or it are the two potential pronouns. Yes. Absolutely. It could have said they or it and it would have been fine. <laughs> there's only one woman in the entire universe. In the entire one universe, woman. there's one girl. There's one girl. She was raised by a colony of dads, so she doesn't think anything of it that she looks around and she's still the only woman. But uh, the identity of the mystery saboteur, you... You, you go down an elevator, and then the camera kind of stays there as Samus goes down, and then you see the wall bust open. And Samus Aaron, an orange one, is through the wall. In the power suit. Yes, it is Samus Aaron X, or S-A-X, or Sax, an X that mimics Samus Aaron at her full power Super Metroid suit. The Super Metroid suit. And we know that She's at full power because, one, she powerbombed the wall. She powerbombed the wall. Two, rather than stepping on the elevator, which you can do without activating it, because there's a hole, because Samus took it anyway. She jumps She, she jumps across it, and she's got the screw attack. She, it's powerbomb and screw attack. And then she super missiles the door instead of just walking through it for some reason. Super missile, powerbomb, screw attack. Those are the big three items in Super Metroid. You get super missiles for free in this one. You sure do. You just download them. They, they replace your regular missiles, even. I think this game maybe even plays a little bit better than Zero Mission. Damn. By simplifying it a bit more. It is important to simplify where, where possible. And this- yeah, I feel like I've come full circle where I thought Zero Mission was a little bit clunky. Then Metroid 2 was really good. Then Super Metroid sucked. And it came back around. This is like Zero Mission, but better. Ooh. Well, there you go. I'm glad to have gone on this journey with you. Um, well, good night, everybody. <laughs> so uh, mission-based um, components of this story... Uh, first is going through uh, the first sector t- because the X have been altering the environment to make it more humid. I think it's reason. worth highlighting that the SAX showing up is like I, I joke about things being tone setters, but the SAX showing up is the actual tone setter. For oh, yeah. Metroid Fusion. It's the appearance of the enemy that you are up against and which you understand will kill you. The, the computer says, listen, if you see this fucking thing, you cannot fight it. Run. Just run. You will die. You will die. I've read a lot of people describe their experiences playing this game, like, in the middle of the night. And when it zooms into the face of the SAX, like, ah! there's, like, no uh, no pupils. Yeah, it freaks them the heck out. I'm sure it did you, too. It kind of looks at the screen, too. Yeah, it does. Moment. Looks right at you. I'm sure that 16-year-old Monica did not like that shit. Metroid is a game of perseverance. Uh... Fun boss that you fight uh, shortly thereafter is the what's called the elephant bird. No, it's not. How dare you? And it's the elephant bird, which is actually the second time that the word chozo has been uh, mistranslated to English. Because chozo in itself was just not understanding that it was the bird people uh, species. And 
in this case, they read Chozo and then missed the human uh, uh, side left part of the, the, the kanji and thought it was elephant. So now it's, instead of bird person, it's elephant bird. Yeah, because the, the, the ex set a trap for Samus. It looks like a Chozo statue. And sh- you can go in, and it's got the little ball thing, and then you shoot it, and inside is the morph ball upgrade, which actually Samus has already at this point. And if you try to touch it, you'll get damaged lightly, and uh, it's a trap. It's it's an X. Eat it. Do you think they're intentionally doing these mistranslations? No, 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 no. Maybe. No. I mean, now now it's built up so much you can't change it. It's just so like the manuals keep being inconsistent, and you have like Terizo and Chozo and Bariasu. It, it keeps. It, it's a lot. It is actually a lot. I think that you know because there isn't too much dialogue and text in these things up to this point. They've went. Oh yeah, like let's put like Carl on this job. He can get this hammered out in an afternoon. And Carl's like, oh, no, that's not a lot of time, actually. And he just blazes through it, <laughs> misses the human side part of the kanji and just elephant and then continues on. But, I mean, that's not even in the actual game. So It's like a bird the size of an elephant, so. <sighs> on to another <laughs> internal monologue. Oh, good. What's this internal monologue about? Crystal? Or do you want Monica to refer to her notes? Oh, she's talking about how the real Adam understood her well. And he would end yes, orders by saying, any objections, lady? And he knew I wouldn't disagree. That was just his way of noting our trust. This is really fucky. Oh, absolutely. Like, they was fucking. Well, I mean, it's, I, I interpreted that as, like, them being a common age and Sam is a lot older. What? Because, like, they're... They've got a shared trust of being very good at their jobs. Yeah, I'm sorry. And trusting each other's decisions. He was her sensei. That's disgusting. Uh, I'm I'm saying that's in the text. This trust between them is the trust between sensei and student. I do not see this in English. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, they they aren't they can't be equal. He's her CO. Crystal, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely her CO. I don't know what to tell you, Monica. <laughs> Your your CO doesn't have to be this older. It doesn't matter. Sensei dude. He's well, st- he's still her senior. Right, but Samus doesn't care about hierarchy. That's why she left the army because fuck that. They she had, respected him as an equal. They had this shared trust in the context of that hierarchy. Disgusting. Well, also this other M conflicts with this. What? I have to say it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You genuinely do not have to bring up Other M every time we talk about Adam. But it conflicts every time. We can talk about that when we talk about Other M. I'm sorry that Other M assassinated Adam almost as hard as it assassinated Samus. I like I re- Adam doesn't come off very well here. No. No. Let's go get the bomb data. This 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 piggly wiggly patriarchal motherfucker who's described in Metroid <laughs> Fusion. Why do you like that piggly wiggly shit? Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, it's a funny phrase. So there's like four levels of security locks across the ship. Your answer to question nine is definitely Adam Malkovich. What? Who you stand, but you're ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of oh, it. Oh, sorry, who you simp for, but you're ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed oh, of it. Oh, okay. But still Adam, though. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, 
This is a weird energy on this app. <laughs> What's that? I missed that. They said it's weird energy on that F and that f- fuck off. No, on this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. This is this, this is a punchy the, episode. This is an emotion. If Monica had been on the Ocarina of Time episode back when we made that, that's how this this is how that episode would have felt. There's a lot of emotional investment in Metroid Fusion. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't make Metroid this way. Am I going too far? No, I no. can crank it back. No, it's fine. It's fun. Hopefully, this is a very fun listen uh, to our listeners. Because this energy is not... to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, uh, you start running into the SAX. And I really like how they develop encountering it. Um, first, you are on top, in this top area, and you just see the SAX walk to the right. And you hear its footsteps. Tom, 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 tom. Yeah. And hopefully, you're not moving too far to the right. That comes up later, but... Because they will drop a power bomb. Also, there's crumbly floors. Yeah. Fuck them. They love accidentally or on purpose dropping you in front of the SAX and making you run like the devil is on your ass. Because it is. Yeah, the sound design on the SAX is really good where sometimes it'll be just long enough that you forget about it. And then you go into a room and you start hearing footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's, it's it sounds a lot like Samus's footsteps, only heavy. Yep. And also, sometimes when it surprises you, but it knows you're there, it spots you, it goes, da-da, and it's like, freaking heart attack. It's a freaking game. Uh, uh, Samus now reflects about the SAX. Crystal, what does Samus say about the SAX? Uh, well, Samus, the SAX, an enemy with my strongest abilities, but does it have reason? Probably not. It's just a killing machine. In my current state, I can't face it head on. The SAX is me, only heartless. I must stop it before it learns its potential and threatens the universe. Okay, there's a lot going on here. First of all... There's a lot going on The here. density. First of all, Samus considers that the SAX, uh, a being that has perfectly mimicked her own body, might have reason and then quickly dismisses it as just a killing machine. And if this was Halo 4, this is where Samus would be like, ah, am I just a killing machine? Luckily, this isn't Halo 4. <laughs> Wait, does does Chief have that thought? Yes. That's that's what Halo 4 is trying to do. Oh, okay. Does it do it? Does it do it good? Eh. Oh, that's a shame. The X has reason. Okay, sure. But also, like, Samus also goes, it would be a threat to the universe if it ever unlocked its potential. Yes, because she is she also see- a threat to the universe. She sees herself alone as a potential threat to the universe. Yeah, herself alone. How badass does she think? Granted. She's got power bombs. She has fucked up some shit at this point. She's in her blown life. up a few planets. Yeah. She has, on her own, invaded a, a heavily guarded pirate base. And twice. Twice. Or once, once. Depending on if Super Metroid is canon to this or not. And, and like, exterminated a very dangerous species. Yeah, that, that part's true. Uh, the second Metroid has to be canonical with fusion, right? Crystal? Some of them. Like... It's, it's necessary for there to have been a second Metroid. Okay, we're going to go into the BRB. I don't know if Crystal is still uh, recording or not, but we're going to just continue on with our talking. Do we do we need to just talk about Adam now? No. Because, I mean, like, we can. We can talk about Adam in this game. Not in a mean way. I don't mean, I, I don't yeah, mean it in a no. mean way. What? You want my, my thoughts on Adam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is as good a spot as any. Okay. In my head. Go on. Yes, he's... Her commanding officer, mm-hmm. he's youngish. Maybe because I like 
younger guys. Guys about my age are younger. Yeah. And I have applied this to Samus when I was playing as a 16-year-old. Right, because this was just after we started dating. It would have been six months. lines up that way, sure. It was about six months after we started dating. Uh, And you know my tropes that I like. Yeah. So I like the kind of emotionally reserved slash repressed people. Are we talking about Samus as the emotionally reserved, repressed person? But also Adam. Yeah. So brilliant military mind. I thought much on the level of like commanding troops. Right. And like large tactical affairs. Like a fire emblem leader. Right. And I figure Samus is not very proficient at group stuff. Right. Or probably ship stuff either because all of her ships blow up. Right, right. But she, she's she's infantry. He's the commander. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that he really liked her. Liked her in what way? I think he explained it very much in terms of she is important strategically to the galaxy's safety and shit. But he just had a big old dang crush on her, which he never brought up ever. So you see them not so much as a commanding officer and a subordinate as they are genuine partners. Yes. I can only see trust between equals. That makes sense. I, I mean, if you read trust as the word by itself, I think that I agree with you. You can't have trust without some measure of equality. Yeah. It, it's just, it just doesn't work. Like, like it's like jumping to FMA, Hawkeye and Roy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She, he is definitely the commanding whatever. Sure. The colonel. There's trust between them. Right. There's trust between them because ultimately, as people, they're equal. Yeah. Because if 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 she ever had anything except for perfect trust and belief in him, she'd kill him. Yes. Actually, just say you my see, idea of- You see Adam, Adam and, and Samus, Samus as Roy and Reza. Yes. Shit. That makes so much sense. When did you read Full Metal Alchemist? It's probably around the same time, actually. Why oh do you God. ask? When is- Okay, I gotta look up when the original anime ran real quick. Um, Crystal, are you here? Uh huh. Hello. Hello. We've been talking. We've been talking about uh, how Monica sees the relationship between uh, Samus and Adam as of when she played Metroid Fusion, and the essential part of it is that she sees it as being a lot like Roy and Riza Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I, I see that. Thank you. But that it's funny, though, because that anime only came uh, a year later. So maybe you were reading the manga at the time, or it's just like, it slots into the same... I didn't the play one. this game immediately. I thought you did. No, I can't even remember when I first started Prime. Oh, okay. So chronologically. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Anyway. So we got Roy and Riza. So you, you might have fun listening to that part whenever I edit this, Crystal. Everything all right? Yes. Um, okay, cool. Samus... Samus dismisses that the SAX might have reason. However, she then says the SAX is me only heartless. So is that conceding that it has reason but no heart, no emotion? A killing machine without a soul. It's got to have reason, Samus. Like, we not even the SAX, but the X have just imitated a Chozo statue with a little power-up to trap her. I think, is this... Have, have we already done the part where an ex actually imitates a scientist at this no. point? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But that, that's that's a lot of reasoning. That's like using a reference. I guess that SAX must have communicated that because it had access to her memories. Maybe rather than reason, she means sapience. 
doesn't it take sapience to intuit those facts? Not though? not necessarily. I mean, maybe, but we, we we think of sapience as being something that's a strictly a human aspect of intelligence, right? Yes, I would say that in fact the definition of sapience is whatever you have to say to distinguish humans from other animals. Because like animals can build traps, they do that. Sure, but the the traps are very much like you know like a hole. I'm hiding in the hole. I come out. I pop out. I drag it in. I mean, a, a, a Terizo statue is basically just an anglerfish waiting yeah. for somebody to come to the glowy but, bit. But an anglerfish formed out of like evolutionarily, some part of it came in handy, and then that sort of evolved in. It didn't say, "Hey, a glowy thing will attract other fish." Therefore. I will have this globy bit and fish will fly. Like, well, maybe Terezo are the same way. The Terezo have the genetic purpose of handing these things out. And the X recognizes that other creatures will approach the Terezo trying to get whatever the Terezo is handing out. And that is the trap. But where did they get the information about the Terezo? It's, it, it's, it, it's in its genes, I suppose. I I do read the X as running a little bit more on, like, instinct, and they have information from the humans they're absorbing, but they don't understand it in the same way. But with all that said, I would still call that pretty close to a human. Yeah. Yeah, they have... have I think... My my rule with sapience is... At the point where it, it becomes, like, slightly questionable, you need to respect the sapience. Which is not to say that you don't kill something, because there are fully, probably, alien things which are intelligent on the level of a human, sapient to our definitions, but, you know, uh, want to destroy us. And in that case, we, we do need to stop them. Like the SAX. Crystal, would you say that Samus is, um, she's... Just trying to deny the evidence in front of her in terms of the ex's potential intelligence. Yes, it definitely reads to me like that because even the ship's computer admits that the SAX has a high degree of intelligence. Yeah, it's kind of weird though because she has killed intelligent things. Oh yeah, it it's hard for me to even read the X as bad guys here because from their perspective, they're just munching on their home world as they do, as humans would do. Uh-huh. And then they were kidnapped and taken to the space station, and now they're trying to, to get out. And spread a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like humans do. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's not bad. It's just incompatible. Like the xenomorphs, the alien species from the alien films. Not necessarily bad. They're just animals, but they're very dangerous animals. Metroid, ultimately, it's it says that environmental concerns primarily have to be about the propagation of sapient life. Humans. But it, it's it's weird because this has, the way the story is written, there's room to read it as like, oh, because the Federation overreacted and wiped out this entire species, that made room for the X to become a problem. Yeah. But then Samus just does it again. <laughs> that is absolutely what Samus does. <laughs> if you does. keep on blowing things up. There won't be a problem. Look, I didn't say that it was a cogent reading (laughs) of this sort of thing. It's just sort of how I think it's trying to be. It's like, these life forms are incredibly dangerous. They can't be allowed out into the universe. Yeah. And, well, we'll get to that once it actually happens. But basically, Samus goes, if people can use this, no, they can't. I will not let them. Yeah. Uh... Adam, at this point, notes that he finds the uh, the X fascinating, especially this SAX. 
story to continue. Let's go uh, fight uh, the speed booster thing, Saris. How did you find the Saris fight, Crystal? Honestly, I don't remember a lot of the boss fights clearly because I was playing on easy mode. So I just kind of beat them all by shooting them. So you were playing the translated Japanese version? Yeah, I think this is the one where I just hang- hanged off an edge on the right yeah. and just stayed there and shot it when it approached. That's the gr- that's the best spot to be. I think I might have done it in the same spot or maybe to the far left. Some of the bosses are kind of hard in, in adult mode or uh, regular. Yeah, uh-huh. They sure are. The you only died. one that was really a problem was Yakuza the Spider because yeah. it's fucking chain stun gets you. Bullshit, fuck. Apparently you can mash out of it when it grabs you, but I only managed to mash out like once or twice. I was pressing the turbo button and couldn't mash out of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that's that's an indication that it's hard to mash out of. There was a boss that you died repeatedly to. It's Yakuza. Oh, okay. I thought it was one of the bouncy ones. No, it was Yakuza. Okay. Uh, you got the speed booster. The speed booster in this game is fun. You can run through guys. They explode. I I do like how much focus this game has on hanging off edges and shooting from ladders and, like, monkey bars and such. The first of the series. Yeah, it's definitely got the strongest version of that of any of the Metroid games, including Dread, I feel. Well, maybe. But here's here's my question about that. How does Samus climb monkey bars? What what, what do you mean? She only has one hand. Shut up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. How <laughs> she dare you, Cameron? I, she locks it in. How does she do How the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> Where? Okay, hold but on. You can still shoot while you're on monkey bar. She's doing it one-handed. Shut up. Hold on. I gotta see this. Okay, I'm going forward to the security robot boss where she gets on the monkey bars. How does she move? No, shut up. Hold on. Is she... She can grab on with the gun? Shut but up. She can do it even when she's charging a shot. Oh my god, hold on. I can't. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm looking at her sprite. She holds on with the gun. <laughs> yeah, she holds on with the gun. It's magnetized. It, she Shut up. She holds on with the gun. Yeah, it must be magnetized. Why is this my life? Why am I examining <laughs> the sprites in Metroid Fusion to watch how she holds on with the gun while she goes on the monkey bars? I like how, just not this screenshot, but the earlier one when you're looking, she kind of looks at the screen and you just stare back at her. Is that what happened? Did I unknowingly stare back at Samus? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I like oh. that the ship computer says, no doubt the SIX released Saris, but I can't be sure why yet. And it, Adam does not consider the possibility that maybe it is uh, empathetic to this large animal that is being caged. Well, by the I mean, Federation, because it can make weapons from these guys. Its empathy can only be just so far, because the X immediately eat the goddamn thing. Like, it's hungry. The first time you see Saris, you don't actually see Saris, you see Saris's skeleton. And Adam's That's like, right. huh, something sure killed the shit out of Saris, huh? I'm sure that won't come up later. And then you actually fight the X, Saris, because the X have spread everywhere by this point. Every single enemy in the game is an X, isn't it? Most things, not everything. In fact, uh, we are encountering it right now, a security robot who is not in- initially X-infected. It uh, is initially, kinda... he's doing a lot of lifting there. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's called the box. The box. B-O-X. Uh, Samus has to venture into a lot of the different zones, including a tropical one, that's Sector 2. I can't remember Sector 3. Oh, fire. Um, 
because the X has been destroying all of the data rooms that she's used so far to power up. They've recognized this and they go, well, she's not doing that anymore. That's at least tiger level sapiens. And as we read the tiger, that's some scary shit. Uh, so, and yeah, Adam acknowledges that it has a, a capacity for critical thought and is hindering her progress. It is human intelligent, more or less. Even though Samus doesn't want to think that. She has another little monologue where she denies that, right? What's that? Denies what? It denies the sapience of the X. Yeah, it's all over the place. Okay. Um, around here is when we we get to the... First instance of a non-Samus point of view in Metroid? Oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. There is a uh, dispatch. Yeah. Tell us about it, Crystal. A fucking revolver ocelot calls the ship computer and <laughs> says, Does Samus suspect anything? No, I don't think so. Good. Monitor her closely. Affirmative. Out. So, the ship robot, Adam, is actually a ai made and controlled by revolver ocelot not literally revolver ocelot for our listeners it's just presented in a way it's this shadowy business looking figure who sort of is silhouette sort of looks like revolver ocelot so we call him revolver ocelot isn't it the lale lule lo i only saw parts of two. how would you feel about referring to this organization as the lale lule lo crystal they have a name it's called the federation <laughs> that comes up later um, I think in the original text, it's the Federation Army, separate from the Federation as a governing body. We we can talk about it now if we'd like. Yeah, I think it, I think this important. is a good spot. It's a good spot. Uh, so throughout the game in English, um, it's the Federation is referred to as the Federation and also HQ, and it is HQ who is sending Samus data and uh, who gave her the ship and so on with this mission. In Japanese, uh, there was a YouTube video put out, and in the style of these YouTube videos, like 20 to 30 minutes long, and I, I don't think I'm going too far by calling it Metroid Other M apologism. It is. It's it apology. Is, which focused on a potential mistranslation of Fusion, uh, where HQ and the Federation was supposed to be a, a faction. That was the person's words. Right. And we're going to call this out because our listeners have probably encountered this on the internet somewhere. And if they're Metroid fans, they've, they've discussed this probably. That you know, the actions here and other places might be just a faction of the Federation. Right. But that in itself, by other uh, YouTube viewers and uh, readers of Japanese, have been pointed out to be a mistranslation. Uh, the actual term being used is dispatch. Dispatch. So it's the Federation. For dispatch in place of what? HQ or? Uh, in, in place of faction. Oh, I see. So it's not the word faction. It's not a faction of the Federation. It is dispatch from the Federation. But it still, does, does the text still refer to the Federation army in Japanese? That I don't know. I can't read Japanese. Okay, fair enough. It's a pretty large part of the Federation. Yes, it is. But uh, Crystal, tell me, do you feel that there is a separation between the military and the governing bodies of the Federation at, at all? Uh, in this game, I, I it doesn't feel like it. It kind of just seems like the Federation's one entity. It's one entity. So. Obviously, it's a huge galactic Federation, so I'm sure that there are many subsections of it, but... 
I don't think that's really how it's treated in this game. Okay. Because this is part of how one has to read the game that shall not be named. (laughs) It, It does. It was mentioned in the original Metroid manual. The Galactic Space Police. Right. Or Army and... You know, the Federation as the governing body. Right. Yes, that's where I'm getting this from. In the original Metroid, there's a separation between the Federation as a governing body versus the Galactic Space Police. So what I'm suggesting is that what goes on in Metroid Fusion is the machinations of the Galactic Space Police, if you prefer. I just say army, military. Sure, yeah. What are they policing? But I'm saying that it's not the governing body that's doing this. It's the military body acting outside of its remit. But they're also hiring the biologic space labs. Yeah, I feel like the BSL might just be like a shell company. Yeah, or just like very closely tied with the government, hands in pockets, passing money, etc. What were you saying, Crystal? And HQ has data that they can send to... Samus's suit to change it. Yeah. They sure Very do. advanced, almost Chozo-like tech. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Why almost can't... as like they have access to Chozo technology. It's almost like they have access to Chozo technology. What do you make of that, Crystal? Well, that's where the Emmys come from, right? Again, Samus returns. <laughs> We're gonna have a fun time. We're gonna have a fun time. Because the, the way Samus's suit seems to work here is that there's like an organic layer... And there's a mechanical layer, and it's like the mechanical layer grows out of the organic layer if you feed it the right input. Right. Yeah. Kind of cool. Really cool. And the fact that it's something that can't be removed except by her, that it's kind of tied into her nervous system, suggests to me that the entire thing, armor, biological layer, herself, the mechanical layer, all of it together is an extension of her personal biology. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Crystal? But when she dies, it still comes off and you can you can see her. Yeah, and she dies because it comes off by force. Huh. Yeah, I, I think this biomechanical suit is a cool concept. There's so many biomechanical things in Metroid. Like, much of the computers, mother brain. Oh, yeah. The Aurora units, uh, the, the security robot, as will come up later. All partially biological. Whoops. Uh... So uh, we advance in trying to power up and stuff, and now there are uh, shiny dittos running around. Oh, yeah, the cold ones. Yeah, the blue X that uh, they went into the the cold sector and have changed their body. (laughs) Absorbed the essence of coldness and uh, hugeness. Uh Uh-huh. And now their attempt to stop Samus is like, run into her, get absorbed, a kamikaze, but... uh, But freeze her. So that she can be shot. That is some advanced thinking. Yeah. What did you think of the cold X for the first bit, Crystal? I liked it because when I went through the area, I was just like, shoot them, run, shoot them, run. And then when I got the the various suit, I was like, haha, now I can eat you. And it seemed like uh, after the first room when I got back, they started running away from me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Poor shiny dance. They recognize it doesn't work anymore. Electric raspberry. Electric raspberry shiny dittos. Uh-huh. Delicious. Um, when you go to try to retrieve the various suit data, uh, the X is in the the machine, and it actually absorbs the information. 
Adam posits because they process data organically. I guess that makes sense. No, it doesn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's what Samus does. That's true. Okay, it's organic data in the first place because it's interfacing with her suit. Yeah. Okay, if it's organic data in the first place, where the fuck is the Federation Army getting this organic information? This Chozo tech. Yeah, good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Adam remarks that the uh, SAX is too much for you. Maybe with the plasma beam, that, that might work, but uh, you, you still run. Um, but you, can, you can't even use the ice beam because your current cellular makeup would reject this. It'd go, no. Is that a lie? I don't know. I mean, you get the ice beam at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I'd say that it's probably a lie. I, I thought they established before that the beams were, like, generated from Samus's body, whereas the missiles are more mechanical. They kind of do, but you absorb missiles in the same way that you absorb, like, life energy in all Metroid games. Right. So her suit is also, like, a mass generator that produces these missiles. Some people, like, have dandruff. Samus has missiles. <laughs> hmm. I don't know why I said dandruff. Uh, so, so Adam's like, here, here's some ice missiles. Go get some ice missiles. What's the difference? Ice beams come from the body, like Crystal said. But missiles must also come from the body. The difference is that now you get a missile upgrade, whereas you still have room for more beam upgrades. And it's not as cool as the ice beam. I don't know. Ice missiles are pretty sick. Especially when you charge them up. Ooh. There's an emergency in Sector 3. There's a meltdown. Oh, yeah. I forgot this part. The SAX has hacked into the system. Do you think that was with a keyboard? How can they hack into the system, man? They're just animals. The gun, or is that organically hacking? Well, it's that they they copied a human man and used his knowledge (laughs) of the system. Fingers, fingers. Yeah. Uh, And uh, the meltdown will likely trigger the auto destruct explosives for the entire station, which is a very reasonable thing to have in a lab, I guess. Uh, you have six minutes. Yeah, you have six minutes. What impressive intelligence, Adam says, of the SAX or X. His tone toward the X becomes very admiring over the course of the game. And in Japanese, I can just hear it. The Subarashi. Subarashi. Yeah, he keeps talking about how they're so smart. It's so amazing. That's pretty cool, huh? If only they worked for the army, we could do a crazy things with them. Yeah, after Samus kills a human man with her gun... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the ship computer notes that the X can absorb the memories and knowledge of their prey, and that they, they could have destroyed the whole station, but it seems like Samus's presence is a greater threat, a threat even to the existence of X elsewhere. And with their survival instinct plus their newly barred intelligence, they're building some sort of greater plan. Some sort of anti-Metroid plan. Yes. I, I, it's, it's, how could you possibly deny them being oh, sapiens? No, by this point, they're super sapiens. Yeah. Samus is sapiens. in hard denial. They were like, there are X, several X, all the X on the station willing to die to preserve the species. The SAX is over there like, Jeremy didn't go to Space Galactic Academy for six years to have you say that we're not sapient. And Samus is like, who the fuck is Jeremy? And SAX is like, the guy that we ate 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you, there is a scientist. It is a little spooky. He's standing at a station and uh, 
Crystal, did you shoot that scientist right off the bat? You don't have to. Yeah, I shot him. I knew he was an ex. Okay. Uh, well, apparently he had survived until only recently, which thanks, Adam, for like pointing that out. How did we not find him? Yeah, this is not a rescue operation. Fuck! Uh, and I think from this point on, like all of the X basically have the idea or plan to try to uh, kill or disable a station. Yes. Because if they can kill Samus, then the other X will live. Yeah. But if Samus goes back to SR-388, it's all over. Yeah, they know what she'll do. Um, yeah, they know because Samus is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you, shit, shit, shit. It's like the SAX is like, you're telling me she changed since I, shit, I have to go kill this thing. It's like everybody's getting, the, there's just this big group meeting where all the X are getting together. And SAX is like, okay, guys, I'm going to, I've got, I'm going to get this. I've got it. Don't worry. I've got it. I'm like, come on, guys, don't do it. Don't, don't forget. There's got to be so many of them. got to take care of it. There's that one point where Adam remarks that they burst into one of the sectors and like thousands of them. Whee! And yeah, I, I do picture like the SAX talking as the human talks. Yeah, of course. And then like big and small X's and in different bodies. Hello! Uh, uh, there's more bio signs on the habitation deck. I guess we'll check it now. Great. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for waiting until everybody got eaten by the goddamn X instead of us having to go and try and mount a rescue operation. But you end up saving the Enacoons and the Decoras from Zebus. Yeah. Samus remarks that they are intelligent. Hold on. Does this mean the Super Metroid happened? Yeah. I guess I so. We, maybe. I thought we established Super Metroid didn't happen. Well, I forgot about this part where they definitely <laughs> saved the animals from Super Metroid. That's true. Well, uh, this is kind of important here. Uh, Samus notes about the Etikun and Dracora that uh, they helped her in the past unleash abilities that she didn't know she had. Which means that Zero Mission and Fusion can't... Zero Mission, Super, and Fusion can't all take place in the same timeline. Yeah. Because in Zero Mission, she could both sign Spark and Wall Jump. But yeah. in, in Fusion, Super Metroid is the first time that she learned how to do it. Uh-huh. Okay. Apply that to Samus Returns, too. Yeah. And she, she also recognizes them as intelligent beings, unlike the X. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have this silly theory that, like, the X has invaded the rest of the ship, right? Yeah. So... My theory is that the SAX does have a portion of Samus in it. Oh. And it didn't want to take over the Etikun and Dracora because Samus. Right. She, she likes, likes the them. animals. Aww. You're right. It wants to have a little petting zoo. The Dracora baby also. There's a baby one. and uh, Little birdie. From the egg in Super Metroid. Oh, right. Yeah. <sighs> uh, why are they here? Um... Because the Federation loves doing experiments on all sorts of animals. No, but They're Crystal, why, why, are, why, why are these Zebus animals on the SR-388 station? And also, where'd they come from? Uh, Samus handed them over. What? Or did they escape by themselves on Samus' ship? I think that they escaped by themselves. On a separate ship. On a separate, a separate ship. Dot. Potentially the crashed ship. Yeah, Federation intercepted them. They just kidnapped they just these aliens? Them. Yeah, what do you think they've been doing to everyone else? You're not wrong. They're on the habitation deck, so m one of my theories was maybe they're like pets. 
hopefully not too intelligent slash sapient. Or maybe this is their apartment. Yeah, maybe they are one of the researchers. Oh, yeah, maybe they're research scientists. Yeah, maybe they're running the show. <laughs> oh, my God. A part of the project. They were like, oh, wow, we get straight, we, we can get how much salary straight off his episode? Yeah, we'll come work for you, no problem. And then once the X break out, they're like, ah, we've made some mistakes. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam uh, confirms the deaths of all the crew, which I guess... They're all dead. Kind of rules them out as being crew. Uh, but uh, notes that only infected... He- they, the X only infected humans for knowledge because they're too weak for battle. The others are probably food for the X. Oh, he does say that, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like they probably actually just use them for biomass. Um... We'll get the power bomb data sent as soon as a hardware team finished it. He has no intention of sending the power bomb data. None. I don't care what you say. Um, you're ordered to return to the ship, even though you can just communicate with Adam anywhere. The elevator breaks midway, and the elevators and hatches and uh, save and recharge rooms all shut down. The power's been cut. Uh, as you sort of try to wander your way back to your ship, because you're going to, you know, do that, I guess. Uh, you run into, uh, Ice Ridley. Uh, Crystal? Uh Uh-huh. What's this Ice Ridley? That's a Ridley from Samus Returns. Is it now? I guess it could be the Ridley from the other game. From Super? Isn't there another Ridley in 3.5? Uh, yeah, but that's not a game yet. That, 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 that would strictly be, uh, 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 that's a papering over of what's happening in Metroid Fusion. So without okay, a well they they took DNA from Ridley and cloned him. When after Super Metroid, or maybe what? before Super Metroid, after Metroid One, the planet blew. The up. planet blew up. They sent down some guys and scraped some of uh, Ridley's DNA after Metroid One. I think it got could some be, flakes yeah, off yeah, his Ridley scales from from Metroid so, One. So it's a clone of Ridley One, and they made this clone, and then they froze it. Well, yeah, you can't you can't have it getting out. Save it for later. What if the power goes out? Well, don't let the power go out. Good point. How would the power go out? That would only happen. They're just in animals. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, there's there's the Bessian space pirates around. There's the Bessian space pirates who were not in the who were not in first Metroid. This is why I'm saying it's a lot easier if we just accept Samus returns. Yeah, I can't say what they were intending in this game. Yeah, but that's part of the fun, right? Talking about what they intended in this game. I think it's also important to work as part of a cohesive timeline, too. And if Samus Returns does help with that, that's a good thing. Sure. But, I mean, like, even that requires a hell of a stretch, don't it? I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say that. At some point, the Federation gathered skin flakes off of Ridley and some space pirates. This is a hella unethical group um, of researchers because... There's been varying talks about the intelligence of these space pirates, but they're, right. they're also intelligent. They are. They are actually sapient. Yeah, the Federations are they're bad guys. They, they, yeah, whatever's happening here, it's clearly bad guys running shit. But like, but you agree with me that in the vacuum of Fusion, as she was released, the presence of the space pirates and the presence of Ridley are deeply confusing. Like, that's Super Metroid levels of how the fuck. That's that's definitely just, we want these enemies here. And unfortunately, unlike Moblins and whatever, uh, it becomes complicated. Right. 
I don't think it's... If we already have the conceit of a Metroid cloning lab made from whatever skin flakes of the Metroid they got, why not all these other guys' clones? Yeah. My my theory to work into that is they wanted the Zbezian space pirate sample data because uh, that's probably what a lot of the baby ate, and they want a big Metroid. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess they would want a big Metroid. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying Ridley is more like a frozen steak. It's like a big uh, Tyson frozen dinner, yeah. Oh, so like even Ridley yeah. is there to feed the baby for the, the hatchlings. Yeah. Great. That but works. This this is like the 40th Ridley that they've gone through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you get back to the ship and uh, you're there because you see this cute little uh, video of the Etikun and Dracula. They've came here. Adam let them in because they don't have any X. Right, they're uninfected. And he's a superstitious motherfucker and thinks that there must be some some symbolic or significance to them being here. Right. Uh, spider boss. Tell me about Yakuza, Crystal. You gotta go down to the roots of the ship's engines to, to get rid of whatever's causing it. And you end up finding a big spider called Yakuza who can stunlock you and then grab you and then take 20 hundred million hours to get you to the top of the room just Fuck. to slam you back down and <laughs> send you again and grab you again. I hate it. I don't remember struggling through That might be my least favorite boss in the Metroid franchise. I hate that fucker. You died a lot. I sure did. I, I want to note here that it's noted on helpfully on the Metroid wiki that Yakuza, despite being a spider boss, is not an actual spider. It only has six legs. God damn it. Thanks, Metroid Wiki. But you know what my favorite boss in this game is? What is your favorite boss? It would have to be um, <laughs> a biomechanical organism designed for military applications that the researchers <laughs> created called the Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> Why don't they make this guy? Why did they make this guy, Crystal? What's ha- Tell us about this guy. It's... It, it it's sort of a, a gravity bending like U-shaped machine, but then when you shoot it, its mask falls off and its face is like melting goop that pours out of its fucking head hole. It's very vivid. It's grody. It it's uh it's difficult. In fact, this is the boss that everybody says is like the you know, very, very difficult. So so why do you think they made this crystal nightmare? I Who's the Federation fighting? <laughs> the <laughs> space pirates? They need, they need this for the space pirates? <laughs> no, I don't think that they actually need, like, I, I can't imagine. It's like, some one of them read Warhammer and was like, we gotta get ready to fight whatever the hell they're fighting. Let's make Nightmare. And let's call it Nightmare. I'm sure this will never break out and destroy everyone. The Nightmare. It's, uh... Don't forget the ladder on the left. I really like the effect of when you're trying to shoot at its core from beneath with missiles. And if you're using missiles and it's turned on the gravity, the missiles will go up a little bit and then they'll fall to the floor. That's cool. I like that. Cool. When the researchers on the ship were genetically engineering the nightmare, do you think they thought they were doing the right thing? (laughs) It's like, have we considered the ethical implications of Project Nightmare? It's like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Look, if you're getting concerned about Project Nightmare, you need to get this shit in order or we're never going to get Project Evil Bad off the ground. (laughs) To say nothing of Project War Criminal. (laughs) 
Um, somewhere in, in between here, the nightmares after you turn on the power, but in between the auxiliary power uh, on and the main power on, you also fight. It's the spore boss from Super Metroid. Oh, that fucking thing again! Only it, it's got. It looks like a Chozo. Oh yeah, it's hooked around a Chozo statue. It's ta- it's taken over like the vines around the Chozo statue, and it's infected the Chozo statue too. It's kind of cool. It takes like a lot of missiles for this guy. Yeah, it's a lot of missiles. And um, Adam is a little bit surprised that you managed to restore the plasma beam. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that... Maybe just continue uh, avoiding the SAX, though, because, you know, you don't know if it got more powers, too. Why would it get more powers? Right. Adam is getting a lot more explicit about trying to manipulate Samus here. Monica can't read her own notes. No, I can read my notes just fine. (laughs) Wow. I'm just going over the nightmare section. Yeah, the nightmare section. Like, what... The thing about the nightmare is that I think it works really well in the context of what Metroid Fusion is, which is a side-scrolling Game Boy Advance horror game. It's really freaky. Like, did you find it a freaky boss, Crystal? Yeah, I think the the sprite work on it is really good. It's fantastic. Crystal, would you say that this is uh, a... The first time that Samus has encountered this strange-looking, nightmarish-looking thing. Let's not do this. Well, no, it's a boss in the other game, isn't it? God damn it. Can't it wait? (laughs) Why? Every time with this. I can't help it. Yes, you can. It really seems like a first encounter. It's inside of you. I believe that you have the power. No, I'm unable. I'm incapable. Fuck. I'm just like, at a certain point, I was... Adam calls you so many times saying... Hey, another one of the Federation's fucking monstrosities has busted out. <laughs> uh, it's like, look, I know what it looks like, but our war crimes keep breaking out and I need you to shoot them. But don't please don't tell anyone. It about is this. very humorous because it does actually escalate from, oh, yeah, this was just a creature. Oh, yeah, that's just a security robot. Oh, yeah, that's like a bigger monster thingy. Oh, yeah, that, that one's definitely the biomechanical war machine. The bio- Isn't Mother Brain also one of these? Kinda, a little bit. It's a Chozo one, but yeah, absolutely. So the Federation did invent the space pirates. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I, I, I think that they're trying to, like, I think that they got the idea for biomechanical horrors from Mother Brain. This is another case of them trying to emulate Chozo technology. Because nightmare can affect gravity, and it's the, using the same biological tech as the gravity suit. Yeah, you do get the gravity suit from it. Uh, let's get back to the navigation room. Please don't go in this particular room, by the way. Samus, don't go. Look, we need you to do this specific thing and nothing else, okay? Yeah, don't release the level four locks. Don't do that. Even though you have to. Don't. And we didn't tell you about the diffusion missiles... But we will also not let you not get the diffusion missiles. If you do try to avoid that to follow instructions or whatever, you get a secret message. Because you've shine sparked a lot. Crystal, did you get the secret message? I did not get the secret message. Oh, oh Chris, uh, let's load up the video. Oh, God. Okay, Monica, no one except for you got this message. <laughs> it took a while. I'm going to send you a video with the whole... Shine spark. Okay, Crystal, this is about a two and a half minute video. Okie dokie. People who didn't like the shine sparking in Dread said that it was actually a lot harder because fusion moves 
slower than Dread, so you had more time to really work out the Shine Sparks. I really don't think that's really true. Oh, there's nothing in Dread that's anything like this puzzle. Uh, yeah, this seems like it would be quite difficult to perform. Did they just want Sam's die? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't explicitly tell you not to unlock the security uh, level four locks or get the diffusion missiles. They just said nothing about the diffusion missiles and uh, frowny face when you unlock the locks without asking or being told. Let's not reflect on that point. Uh, one of the, th- the reasons that a lot of uh, Metroid fans dislike fusion is because it was the era of let us prevent sequence breaking and in fact often patching things out. This isn't really a sequence break. No, it's not because it'll boot you right back to where you're supposed to go. But it's just a bunch of what feel like impossible shine sparks. And then at the end of that long thing, you get a message from Adam. He compliments your Shine Spark abilities, and then Revolver Ocelot tries to fill you in on their secret plan, and Adam's like, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then Adam wonders aloud how many players will see this message. <laughs> what does Adam mean? Yes, what indeed does Adam mean? What do you mean? I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. He's, he's breaking the fourth wall. He is breaking Sakamoto the Sakamoto is such a hack. Why do you do this? Like, what? we know that Wait, he is. He's a hack for this one? I don't think he's a hack for this one. No, it's just, this is a clear incident for him placing himself in the narrative. How do you mean? He's Adam, speaking to us. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he's Adam regardless. Yeah, but this. this that we'll definitely get into God. later. Okay. Uh, you got the missiles. You think you think Sakamoto wrote himself as the guy that Samus was like, oh man, this guy was so smart and so badass, and I loved him. You know what? Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> fucking not, Crystal. That's a question that only you can answer on the Metroid 3.5 episode. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, you do get the diffusion missiles, you must. And when you talk to Adam again, he's like, oh, you got the upgraded missile? Unusual. There was no word from HQ about that, uh, these things arriving. A procedural error, I'm sure. You can imagine Adam going behind Samus's back and calling Revolver Ocelot. She got the fucking missiles. We didn't plan for her to get the missiles. And Revolver Ocelot's like, what the fuck? How'd she do that? Okay, we gotta, we're not gonna send her shit anymore. Got it? Just make sure she doesn't go anywhere. Don't let her go into the place. And Adam's like, I'm trying not to let her go into the place. Excuse me. Yeah, he's being very clear saying, I did not approve of bypassing the security four locks. From now on, you will exercise more discretion. And Samus is not following orders. Metroid is uh, a game, uh, games of uh, oppressive environments, and I'd like to posit that being ordered around by a computer who's definitely not a human is an uh, oppressive environment. Especially when you kind of want to kiss his face. There's a security robot on the loose. Uh-huh. The same He's security back. robot that you shot and exposed its... Organic, it's brain. It's brain. It's organic parts. That another mechanical horror that the Federation built. Just for security purposes, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you must go stop it because it's uh, making a rampage. But once you do so, leave that sector immediately. No reason. Uh, I guess the SAX is tracking you, but uh, do leave immediately. Don't look around, please. Even though you need to look at a very or go through a very suspicious restricted area in order to reach the the boss, and you you cannot leave this area 
without entering that restricted area. How did you find the second uh, robot fight, Crystal? You just shoot it. Easy mode's easy. That's true. You do just shoot it. My understanding is that easy mode in Japanese was actually a mode where they changed the script so that it had fewer kanji in it, so it'd be easier to read. Yeah, for kids. We have a choice between child mode and adult mode. That's true. Separate from easy mode and hard mode. Oh, really? But they did add in easy mode because the Japanese version was released uh, several months later. Oh, that's pretty cool. I had no idea. The two, the split and fusion is along those lines. That seems to make sense. Sure. sure. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the manual and the. Oh, God. We're going to have to talk about this when we get to the endings. Um, We actually have to talk about the endings this time, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about how child mode has the endings of Samus and her suit and adult mode has the revealing endings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But we actually have to talk about them this time. How, okay. How do we feel about, like, I think it's great understanding players and, and human nature. There's a giant suspicious looking restricted area. People will naturally, once you get the ability to shoot beams through things, say, hey, I can hit that giant flashing switch and enter that restricted area but if people wanted to follow the rules there's literally no way to exit this area yeah you've got to go through the restricted area and monica this sounds to me like you tried really hard to find another way i like being contrary but where they expect me to be contrary i'm double contrary that yeah Monica likes to explore every possible avenue before she does the thing that she wants to do. And as we draw toward this tantalizing, blaring klaxon of a forbidden place, I'd like to suggest that we stop here because I need to call my grandma. Okay. And this Two-parter. Is a two-parter episode. Who knows what lies in the truly restricted area of this hell place that built Project Nightmare. Surely it wouldn't piss off Samus Aran, the Metroid. Probably no bio or mechanical or war crimes. Cameron, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, at Cam Reiter. You can find me at Arcane Crystal. You can find me on other podcasts such as MCU Complete Me and Idol on Playtest and In Our Good Books. Final joke of the episode. Um, uh, why did the bounty hunter cross the road? Why? why? To kill the Metroid on the other side. Yeah. Ah. See you in part two. Bye. Bye.